Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Thoughtful Talent Show. I'm Jen Werner of Jen Werner Coaching. And I'm Chad Ahern of Talent Teams Consulting. And today we are joined by a brand new coach to the show, our good friend, Katie Christensen. Katie is a fellow Gallup Certified Strengths Coach and e to grow uh, professional. And she is the visionary founder and owner of Bikuba. At Bikuba, the overarching mission is to empower organizations to thrive by unlocking the full potential of each employee. Katie employs uh, a distinctive approach centered around fostering strengths awareness and cultivating high-performing habits and teams, something Jen and I are also uh, thrilled to do with our work. Um, Katie, uh, through her blend of team training and personalized one-on-one coaching and a cutting-edge digital learning platform, uh, she and her team champion transformative and substantive change. Her holistic strategy uh, aims to create a culture of engagement and excellence, aptly named Thrive the Hive. I'm going <laughs> to see if Katie wants to add anything to that once we're, we're done her official intro. Uh, but this unique initiative is not just a philosophy, but a practical tool that significantly impacts individuals, teams, and organizations, contributing positively to the world that stands to benefit from the best that each of us has to offer. Katie comes to us today from her wonderful home in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Welcome, Katie. Yeah. Oh, Welcome. thank you. It is super fun to be here with both of you. So thanks for having me. Yeah. And we've invited Katie on because she has a talent that Chad and I do not have high. Katie's talent is context. So that's what we'll be talking about today. And before we jump in, Katie, can you tell us where context falls for you in your top five? Yeah, it's number two. So it's number way two. up there. Yeah. Awesome. And so yeah. now we'll let everybody know where it falls for us. Chad, where is it for Chad, you? This is number 30. This is the last theme I have at the bottom <laughs> of my um, the bottom of my list that is not an influencing theme. So this <laughs> this basically sets up the rest of my influencing themes at the bottom. Um, Jed, I'm going to ask you, what is where does this fall for you? This is 32 for me. So oh, yeah, very, okay. very close to the bottom. So we have um, we have Katie with us, thank goodness, to share yeah. all the great and wonderful things, great and powerful things there is to know about context and how she uses it. Yeah. But before we start, Chad, do you want to share the short description from Gallup? Sure. So Gallup defines this talent theme as follows. People exceptionally talented in the context theme enjoy thinking about the past. They understand the present by researching its history. So a lot of, lot of really big topics there that I'm sure Katie <laughs> is gonna help us understand. Um, and to start, Katie, I'm gonna, I'm gonna basically put you right on the spot. I'm curious if you can talk to sort of how this context theme plays out for you, maybe expand on you know, that, that initial definition from Gallup, but just how does this play out in your life? Yeah, well, thank you. Um, you know, it's interesting to me because I, I first came in contact with strengths about 14 years ago. So I've, I've really been kind of aware, strengths aware in this way for that long. And, um, and really at the beginning of my journey, context was, I, I was a context denier and, um, and I didn't, I didn't see it in myself. Fast forward 14 years, and I know that I use my context about as often as I breathe. It's just so close to me that I don't mm -hmm. recognize that I'm, I'm using it. And for me, context is um, a, a kind of a brief looking back to orient where I am now and to say, you know, make sense out of the present based on what I know in the past, but also to apply especially past successes to where I am now and how I can move forward, um, benefiting and building on the, the successes. Um, I, I, I like to say my, my family, by the way, I have two teenage daughters and um, we are a strengths family, my husband and my, my girls and I, and they, they know me through my lens of context. And so, for example, when they, uh, when they want something or they want to convince me of something, they know to give me the who, what, why, when, where, how, <laughs> or the answer is no, right? So we, we learn how to work together. I really do need all of that information. Part of that's just yeah. being a parent. Part of that is right. I just need to understand and then that's fine usually. Uh, and so it's an important part of how I make sense of a productive way forward. That's awesome. That is, that's a, and, and such a, 
I mean, that's that's an interesting take on it because you know the 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 short description we just read from Galp sounds much more um, like you know historical or a historian mm-hmm. where you're always looking backwards. You know, I was a history major in college, so I I sort of resonate with context in that fashion. But you're talking about sort of a grounding moment, but then moving it much more into the present. Yeah, and I think I think for people with context, and in my coaching experience too, with with others who have context, of course, like any theme, it can look a bit different, right, based right. on the themes that are around it. Yeah. But I do, I have come to know it more as a a quick touchback to move forward then I want to just dwell in the past, which I think can be a bit of a misnomer about context, that these are people that just care about the past, that just want to go back to the past. And maybe that's what it looks like a little raw. But for the most part, that's that's not how I experience it. And it's it's often not how I hear others talking about it. Uh, What you care about in the past might be impacted, but that's kind of pertains to the other themes, I think. Yeah. I think I, I think one thing I wondered is like if I was working with you how do I see your context? What sort of behaviors would I notice those? Because I think we've talked before about how um, you have been recognized for some of like your your bigger themes or you know, like um, more outwardly showy themes and even not even seeing this one in yourself until more recently. How do some of those, what are some of those behaviors we could notice? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And in fact, it, that's the work I had to do to really understand mm. it in myself through coaching. Uh, and I had a coach who really helped me find it. And in fact, he coined it the, that, that I'm a relational or excuse me, a strategic dark horse through this theme that it's, it's quiet to others, but it's even it, at that point, it was even something that I didn't see I had. And so I would use it in a strategic way, really unbeknownst to me because the themes, my entire life, the behavioral patterns, at least that people had called out from the time I was young were things like woo and positivity and sort of the ones that that show themselves outwardly. And this one's way more internal. It's in my head. It's a process I run. And so you're not going to see the process at all. What you might see in someone who has context is a pause or a lot of observing. You might see them asking a lot of questions because they want to know what you know so that they can put that into their context, right? Into their their, uh, kind of vision of the whole. Um, and a curiosity, I think context is naturally very curious. And so they may ask questions and it's not to challenge. It's, it's simply to know it in, in similar fashion to some of the other green themes, they're filling in information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's one of the interesting things I'm already starting to hear is the, the slight variation between context and my learner, my learner's number one Mm -hmm. listeners of the show have probably come, come to know that about me pretty, pretty regularly, but it is about filling out that information, but it's, it's interesting that yours has that touch of a, not so much backward, but, you know, a grounding and then, okay, how do we then use this? Whereas my learn is much more finding information for right now for me moving forward. And yes, sometimes the answers include past information. And I think that's where the similarities are, but the differences is often in the immediate, immediate, applicability of that information um, for going forward. So I, I really appreciate that. Jen, great question, by the way, I, oh, because that was one question I had too about context is it seems very internal. Yeah, and I it? think you just gave wonderful voice to that, Katie, but, but at the same time, a, a wonderful benefit, you know, that I love your, your phrase, the strategic dark horse, yeah. you know, it's, it's there circulating in the background as you're talking, I thought about, oh, it's, it's almost like those programs on your computer that are running to make sure the machine works yeah. It's not Zoom. It's not, you know, right. something that's super public. Yeah. Um, not out there. It's, it's not out face. there. So, yeah. yeah. Right. And, and I think that's one of the reasons that sometimes, you know, people who have context won't be aware of it, right? Because people haven't called out those patterns. They haven't noticed them. And yet I've contexted my whole life. I've never not known being a human and contexting, <laughs> right? So it's, sure. well, doesn't everybody do that, right? That's so common with themes. Doesn't everybody do yeah. that? And the truth is no, right? Not everybody does that. And so we can start to see it as a talent. And when we see it as a talent, obviously we can then apply it in in stronger ways. Yeah, you have to keep in mind your time to to to, to theme theme rank 30 and 32. So there obviously are people like us that are not operating at a context level. No, we're not operating in a context way at all. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. 
so you touched on already um, some of those, like what it what it looked like when it was raw, or or um, you know, context in a raw it might be really focusing on the past. Would you share with us maybe sometimes where your context has been raw, or maybe even gotten to where it's maybe had a negative impact on your life? We like to talk about you know, like yeah. uh, that the dark sides are you know, like running too hot, too cold, yeah. you know, one or the other, and not in that just right Goldilocks zone, as Chad likes to say. Yeah. Yeah. Everything has both sides. Right. And yeah. so being aware is helpful for me. Um, I think the, the raw side or the challenge side uh, in an ongoing way is really sorting to the most important information. Right. So when I touch back, there's a lot of information and which pieces do I want to bring forward? And then even more importantly, which nuggets do I want to share? Right. So I think of um, emails that I write. I am notorious for writing an email that is this long. Right. <laughs> and then I go through and I either put it into bullets or I cut it back. Um, my my business partner and husband will say too long. Didn't read, Katie. You got to shorten it up. No one's going to read that. So I think everything's important and interesting. I have to remember who the reader is. And so I, I've had to work on that. That's a, you know, an ongoing thing I have to be conscious of because mm -hmm. my emails are long otherwise. <laughs> and even yeah. then sometimes they're still long. Um, and so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, less is more is something, it's a phrase that I have to come back to for myself. You know, what is the nugget that, that people can actually absorb when it, you know, I think nice. about training, I might think I want to sure. tell you everything about strengths. I've got 90 minutes. So <laughs> what can you actually take away in that time? Yeah. 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 That's so great. Yeah. Chad, did you have any questions? You looked like you well, were yeah, stuck I was in just, thought there. So I, I, I was trying to recall. So, um, for our listeners, Katie, Jen, and I had a chance to, to meet up, uh, during the Gallup summit this summer. And I was mm -hmm. thinking back to one of the conversations we'd had, and you'd sort of alluded to something around context. Um, <clears throat> and that you'd mentioned something along the lines of, like engaging with new communities. And sometimes that can be a bit of a freezing moment because you mm -hmm. don't have the background. Mm -hmm. uh, something akin to that. I'm just wondering yeah. if, if you could maybe highlight that to our listeners or clarify what I'm trying to yeah. recall from my, from my own you context and memory. Yeah. Um, but you had said something mm -hmm. about that. And I was just yeah. wondering if you could, you could touch on that because I thought that was an interesting take on sort of the, the more negative sides of, of context or being sure. a little bit out of, out of character. Yeah. Yeah, when it when it when it falters or when it struggles, uh, and I, I told you that at, at the beginning of my journey with strengths, I was kind of a denier of context, and I think that that when it came um, to life for me, when I realized, oh man, I do this all the time, is actually when I moved away from the community that I'd been in, pretty much my forever, and moved to a new community, and I and I very quickly realized that I I didn't have any context, I didn't know places, I didn't know people. I didn't know who was connected to whom, or, you know, I'd go to Target and I didn't see a familiar face. That didn't happen when I did that in, in St. Cloud, right? And so it was disorienting. And I uh, started, I was coaching at that time. And that was, you know, when I started realizing, oh my gosh, I think I, think I don't have any context to pull from. Um, and, and so because my context, if you look at my, the rest of my profile is very surrounded by blue and orange. One of the things I spend a lot of time contexting about is people. How do I know people? What do they like? What do they need? How can I engage them? It's one of the things I touch back on often or where my context is focused. So in this new setting, um, in my role, my position was to work with families. And so what I started doing is just setting up one-on-ones and nice. asking questions. Tell me about you. Tell me about the, the, the culture here. Tell me about the community um, and just filling in the blanks so that I could start having the context to make connections. Uh, but it was a freezing moment. It was it was a bit paralyzing to say, how do I move forward when I don't know what these people need or like or want or what their history is or what's tripped them up in the past? I don't want to trip mm -hmm. on that again. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. th you're right. There was a pause there for me. And that was when I really realized, oh, my gosh, eye context like I breathe. I literally do it all the time. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying my memory because yeah. I was, yeah, I was trying to scratch on my own context, but we just talked about, I don't have that very high. I just yeah. remember things from what I learned about people. Totally. Um, so uh, thank you very much for, for clarifying yeah. the example, because I, I knew that there was something powerful in there that I thought yeah. others might benefit from. So um, Jen, I know you want to take us to the positive yeah. side. I know you don't like dwelling like here in the, no. in the negative. So let's, let's go to the positive. 
Yeah, and, and I love that she's already showing us this beautiful example of how you used it to, you know, like you didn't have it, you didn't have the context, yet you reached out and were asking for it um, in this new place when you felt frozen. So again to that, um, what are the ways that you feel like your context really just makes you shine? It, it's that like place, that strength that gives you all that more momentum to, you know, help and benefit your life. Yeah. I think the, if I were going to boil it down to a word, it would be observant. And if mm -hmm. I were going to follow it up with one more, it would be curious. And, you know, when, when we're open to um, learning about others, you know, experience. So it's not just thinking back to my experience, but it's what are the experiences of others or our collective spirit experience. So it's kind of about hearing the journey or the story, the narrative of others and you can probably hear my connectedness coming in here, but mm -hmm. how, how do we impact each other? And then how do we take our understanding of that narrative and care about it and apply it to our current present state? And then think sure. about where are we trying to go with this? And, um, and how can we take that information then and not just know that information, but, but use it to be better together? And so I think that's kind of some of the best of my context when applied well. Oh, that's wonderful. I, I love that, like that thought of like looking back to see where we move forward, how to move forward. I, I think that's a beautiful way to explain that. And I love that you're bringing others into this journey yeah. as well. So cool. Um, Katie, I have sort of a, a quick follow up before we take us to, to sort of one of our more standard questions that we ask a lot of our guests. But I'm, I'm I'm reflecting on some of your answers and I'm hearing very similar, a lot of similarities between input learner and context mm -hmm. um, that taking in information, um, the processing of it, the trying to place it, you know, input is one that at least my understanding is gather a lot of information and then you figure out what to do with it later mm -hmm. in a very broad sense. Yeah. Learner, I've already started to highlight is that asking for sort of future application or, or very near term application. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if, if you could talk to your own understanding of, first of all, where is input in your, in your theme list, if you know, um, but also how do you see the differences as, as a fellow coach, we all have different experiences with these themes. How do you see the difference between input and context? I'm just, I'm asking because people that might be listening to this be like, well, wait a minute, that's, that sounds a lot like my sounds input. Like me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like my, me and my input um, or yeah. me and my learner. And so I'm just wondering, what's yeah. your take on the sort of the difference? Because they do all reside in that strategic thinking domain. Yeah. Um, yeah. They all have yeah. nuances. And I'm just wondering yeah. if, you, if you could speak to that. Absolutely. And from my vantage point, I can. Yeah, right. Um, no, that's all I'm asking is, for. Right. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, I'm not sure if I can speak for everybody, but, um, you know, input is, is kind of mid range for me. It's not, I don't even think it, it doesn't even make my top 15, but it's not at the bottom. Okay. Um, and, you know, in my experience of, um, of context and people who have it, there is a particular um, sort of thing that they're orienting around and it's really influenced by other themes. And so what you're mm -hmm. paying attention to and touching in on to bring forward is um, important. And you're, you're touching in on a lot of experience and okay. it's maybe not as research or um, as, you know, as input might be more about, oh, I've got this great article on this thing that could give me context. But for me, it's the experience. It's, it's you experience. know, what has happened. Okay. Um, and then how do I take that experience and play it forward in, in the, the current setting that I'm in? So in my context now, how does it matter? Where, like you right. said, with input, okay. I think it's like, hey, I've got oh, this yeah, great information yeah. and mm -hmm. I'm ready to share it when needed, whether I'm in trivial pursuit or whether a colleague <laughs> needs some information, yeah. um, I'm going to be able to share it all. And and I don't have great, I think my input is low because I, I don't, you know, retain information about every kind of thing. I retain experience. And that's one of the things that I think might be different is that it's more embodied than it is in my head, right? Like right. I, I feel it, I know it, I've experienced it. It's not like I'm terrible with dates or, you know, that kind of memory, which I think input tends to be better mm -hmm. with. So, and, sure. and that's for me, somebody with yeah. context and some of those other green themes might say, oh, no, 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 I totally do that. Yeah. date thing yeah. yeah no i i i completely understand and i want our listeners to understand that yeah. you know katie myself and jen are, are three people of among eight billion on the planet right. so right. this is one perspective but i was just curious 
given that context is so low that I'm, I'm having a tough time sort of connecting yeah. it to something like learner input. Mm -hmm. um, I was just wondering if there might be a, a closer correlation or somebody that could, you know, parse it apart a little bit better. And I really appreciate your, your take. I think that that um, embodied experience is a great phrase that at least I'm going to take away. I hope our listeners mm -hmm. do too. Um, in starting to understand the the nuanced difference between the themes, because those are a lot more distinct than say the domains are. Um, so thank you for great, indulging me in, 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 in a follow-up question because I was, I was starting to hear a lot of similarities between the two. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> which episode are we doing? Input or, yeah, or context? Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. so. Um, Excellent. So, so yeah, so uh, not to hide the airways here, but I do have our, our next follow-up question that we've we've always asked um, all of the coaches <laughs> on. Um, you know, you've started to give us a really good insight on what context is sort of on its own. As coaches, we know that these themes rarely, if ever, operate in pure silos, right? We're not right. just accessing context. You've already highlighted that your context is heavily influenced by a lot of your relationship building themes and, and, and understanding people. I have two questions that have to do with some theme dynamics, some pairings of, of themes. The first of which is, are there certain themes that you find that you pair that pair really well with your context to kind of accelerate its success or that makes it that much better for engaging with clients or thinking things through? You know, if you talk about a lot of the internal mind work that you do, are there themes that help that just work better? Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I love that you're bringing theme dynamics in because I'm so, you know, we, we just know I've talked about my context, but you can hear a flavor to my context. Oh, yeah. And that flavor is all those other themes that are coming alongside. So I lead with adaptability, for example. And I think adaptability is always, you know, it's relationship building. It's always looking how can I flex for the needs of others. Context gives me the the backstory to that. Oh, this person likes it when I do this. That person prefers this. So it gives me some insight for how to really feed my adaptability, which is I want to be flexible to the needs of people around me. And, and so context feeds that, right? That's, they nice. go hand in hand all the time. Yeah. Um, I think maximizer is what have we done in the past that was good, but let's not leave it good. Let's amp it up. Let's take it to the next okay. level, right? And so let's improve on, on whatever it was. Positivity is looking for the good in, in people in the past and the past. So I tend to be, my husband will say almost obnoxiously, like oh, I get over things. So I'll be upset about something and then I get over it really fast. And, um, and I think it's that positivity, which sort of chooses, right? We can land sure. on the negative of the past or the positive, And I would, that would help me pull on the, I think, you know, the positive, um, so I, you know, I could go through all of them and I think they all have a way that they come together yeah. and, and help and kind of amp each other up in positive ways. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, that, that obviously, and you could hear it in all your responses. You could easily go through all, you know, your top mm -hmm. 10 and see how they all pair together. I also yeah. think it's a, it's a great, um, uh, thing about this, this theme is that it does seem to be one of those things that is much more likely to take sort of the flavors of of the other themes and really yeah. sort of soak it in. I, I don't know why that metaphor is, maybe it's that I was watching Beat Bobby Flay last night, but you know, they talk about <laughs> ingredients that like soak in the the, the spices or the tastes of other foods. Mm -hmm. And then there are yeah. other ones that are really strong that do the flavoring. Yes. Um, and so what I'm, I'm starting to hear a little bit is context is one of the ones that can really grab whatever, you know, whatever the tastes of, yeah. um, of the other themes around it. And we're hearing a lot of your relationship building themes. Let's just, I, I want to sort of take a variation on the, on the question a little bit. Um, and this kind of goes back to Jen's questions around kind of maybe the negative side or where the context gets going, maybe in a little bit of the wrong direction or yeah. going a little too far. You know, we all have the themes that can easily get away from us, uh, even as experienced <laughs> coaches. Are there particular themes that you use to kind of maybe not rein in um, context, but kind of bring it back to its yeah. best contribution. Um, are, there, are there themes that help you do that? Yeah, yeah. I think my activator is super important to not letting my context kind of go down the rabbit hole, right? Because my, my and, I, and I don't even think it's on purpose. I think it's really more of a happy accident. I don't think about it. I don't call on it on purpose where sometimes I'm really intentional about the way I dial my themes and I use it on purpose. 
activator is just so innately impatient that it's not going to wait very long for context to go yeah. down that hole very deep. And yeah. so what it does, though, is it, it sort of prevents me from getting stuck or or staying in the past maybe too long. Um, it's grabbing and it's going. And I think that activator is constantly influencing that in a positive way that that doesn't allow me to get kind of bogged down. Uh, but nice. I'm not aware of it until until I get asked this question. Right. And then, yeah, <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure that's the yeah. activator. Yeah. 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 Um, You've spoken to us, uh, at least me, to me, I don't know if you've shared this with Jen, but you talked about activator being sort of instinctive. Mm -hmm. And then are there themes that you just sort of consciously have to dial up or dial down um, that can also help with kind of mm -hmm. managing or, or moderating your, your uh, context theme? Yeah. I, I'm really a proponent of the idea of dialing. And I think we can have that kind of control over all of our themes. And probably because I spend all day coaching people on it, I think about it a lot for myself. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I think any of my themes um, are better when dialed, just, you know, yeah. for the situation, even it's not, I'm not going to dial it the sure. same for every situation, but, you know, I think about, um, you know, maximizer, how do I, how do I dial the excellence up? without getting to perfection, right? You can push into perfectionism with that. And so it's it's really finding the fine tune on the dial to say, okay, let's amp this up. Oh, oh a little too far, you're going into perfectionism and that's gonna make everybody around you crazy. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's that fine tuning. And I, again, I think you can do that with ev every theme, um, you know, belief and what do I value? And, and that's strong for me, you know? Um, and so how do I, how do I dial that to, bring the best things forward that are valuable, not just to me, but, but to the community or to all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much for indulging those two questions. <laughs> uh, the, it, it's, it really is, you know, it's so interesting to hear, you know, even in the, even in the bio you sent us just hearing even some of the themes displayed mm -hmm. in, you know, pairings or, or groupings of two or three of them. I, I was, I was reflecting on that as I was, you know, thinking about, um, you know, today's show and, and getting ready for it. So thank you very much for, for highlighting those combos. Um, I think yeah. they'll be hopefully helpful to some of our listeners as they're thinking about trying to maybe manage or, or get the best out of their, their context theme. So. Well, and I love too that you even, you know, shared with us these, this, these themes that are working on their own that aren't even like, a, a, like on purpose thought, you know, like you said with your activator that, yeah. and I feel like that's how mine works as well. My activator as well, like is just always there that impatience, like waiting to get going, waiting to get started yeah. pushing others. Right. Um, and, and to that point, it is wonderful because it is that, that like quick starter. Um, and I, I see how it can help pull myself and others out of things. So it's great to see, you know, your blend of how you use it with context, even helping you. And it's just natural, like you said. Yeah. yeah. I want to, I want to pull us to our next question, um, which is really more talking about in our experiences with our clients. So um, I haven't coached a lot of people who are high end context, but I have had a group of, of folks that had context high. Um, and it does play out just a little bit differently than what I'm hearing yours play. And I'm sure it's based on the pairings and the other, the other themes surrounding it. Um, yeah. So I wondered um, before I share my example, do you have any other examples of, of others that you've coached where their context looks different and maybe yeah. um, some of the behaviors maybe come out differently than, than yours? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, every, context that I've run into is slightly different. And, and I think mm -hmm. a common pairing with context are some of the other green themes, which of course, mm -hmm. whatever domain is prevalent, you're going to feel the motivation of that domain sure. um, sort of amped up. You know, you can hear my relationship building between my orange and my blue um, mm -hmm. really impacts my context. Same with anyone, you know, who has really high executing or really high strategic thinking or influencing any, any one of those. Um, you know, it, it, it comes around that and, and sort of enhances it and, and sort of um, piggybacks and, and almost bolsters it a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, I have certainly run into people or oftentimes the perception by others of people with context that they're mm -hmm. always talking about last year, last month, you know, and, yeah. um, and they are referencing back once in a while, maybe going there too much or verbalizing it too much. Right. So oh, it's for okay. me, a constant in my head, what I've had to, to, to sort of negotiate is how much do I share what's in my head? <laughs> you know, do I need to always say, well, last yeah. time, 
or, and, and this is in coaching too, or can I help people say, yeah, you're going to do that. And then do you need to, do you need to bring that all forward or share all of that? Or can you just, you know, say, Hey, this is what I think might not sure. need to share the whole backstory. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's, it's flavored by what's around it. And occasionally I will see somebody who's at least perceived as being too in the past, even though as I, as I coach them, I don't think they see it that way, but they sure. talk a lot about where they're getting mm. their information, which is the past. Yeah, that's a, that's a great lead in. Um, the, I was thinking, I was reflecting back to someone I coached who had context as number one, mm -hmm. um, communication number three. Okay. And strategic was hiding in there at number two. And what I, what I heard a lot from this person was this constant looking at how things went last time. It was like you said about the experiences mm -hmm. and then really communicating why it was so important that we, you know, where we made the mistakes in the past and how we're moving forward with those. And after our conversations about context before, it really put helped put that person in perspective for me mm -hmm. and what they were dealing with and how they weren't sharing the stories to be negative, to bring out, you know, the faults that had happened before to like really like hammer on where things fell down in the past, but really about how we can move forward and learn from what we, you know, went through last time in order to do things better this time, that that like strategic context mix, mm -hmm. and then having the communication, the ability to explain that, tell stories, share examples that made it easy for other people to be like, uh, okay, I see where you're going with this. So yeah. I just thought that was really wonderful after, after really, you know, reflecting on some of the conversations we've had about context, it really helped me see that, um, come through and why it why he was so, um, very well, very good at explaining to others and getting others on board with, yeah. you know, what we're going to do different next time. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what really jumped for me when you were talking about that too, just to make another point is, and I would be curious about the rest of his profile. I'm always <laughs> curious about that because I heard restorative context in what you said. Yeah. You, he was looking back and always looking at, okay, what didn't work? How do we fix it? Mm -hmm. When you listen to me talk about context, positive maximizer, it's what worked and what can we build on, right? Yeah. And so even yeah. just look at the nuance in that based on your other themes, what in the past are you paying attention to? People, sure. systems, what's right, what's wrong? You know, it all gets flavored yeah. and can, can all be beneficial, but how is it perceived, you know, by right. others? Oh, they're always looking at yeah. the negative of the past. Uh, could be a place where somebody isn't intending to come across that way, but they right. are to others. Yeah. Well, and, and so to round it out, belief and achiever were four and five. So when, when I think about my belief and how it's worked for me, and I heard it out of you, even just with a, with a little bit you shared, I feel like it's the heat, it's the fire behind all my other themes. It's the fire behind what's going on. It's where it comes from for me. So for him in those instances, when we fell down before, he felt it at a deeper level. Like, you know, we crossed a line, we crossed a barrier that belief was offended maybe yeah. in this. And so like, let's not do this again. And here's how we're gonna get there. And that achiever, of course, like yeah. propelling the, the, the movement. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I think that's spot on. I have belief too, and I call it my backbone. Right? Yeah. Without it, I think I'd be kind of mushy. Oh yeah. sure. But yep. it's my like. Oh know? yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. the backbone. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All right, Chad. Do you have any examples of context I, that you'd I, like to share with us? I really don't. I don't have. I really couldn't come across anybody that um, I had really gotten deep with in terms of a coaching relationship that had high context. So this is actually one. So portion of the show that I don't actually have a ton to offer. I've seen, con you know, I've seen people have context in some of the workshops I've done, but you know, those are 40 or 50 people. And um, yeah. it's, it's kind of hard Harder to get to uh, their flavor on it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And <laughs> right. especially, I, I would especially point out that, um, and this may actually have more impact when we start talking about teams is that one of the things I'm really taking away from this show is how internal yeah. this theme is and how it may be very easy, especially for the fellow coaches that might be listening to this podcast of if you're looking at, into a crowd or into even just starting to get to know an initial client, my understanding or my kind of takeaway is you're really going to have to dig for, for mm -hmm. figuring out what this context outwardly looks like, because as Katie, you know, Katie, you've done a wonderful job of highlighting 
this is so much a, an internal thought process. Yeah. And that is one of the big differences I'm noticing between say, um, you know, both of these being out of strategic thinking, learner, people can say that all the time. I ask so many questions and I want to know so much and I'm usually trying to research something, but context is about, you know, processing those experiences, pulling from that. It's, it's kind of that um, experiential Rolodex to, to a certain extent. Uh, I'm probably dating myself with that reference, but, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, finding the, oh yeah, this is what happened last time and, and, and building on that experience. Right. That's such an internal thing. And so I don't think it's something I'm going to be reflecting on is when I look out in a crowd and somebody's got context on their table tent, what am I actually going to see? And, and what does that look like? And how do you draw it out? And so I I really appreciate your thoughts. So my short answer is I don't have anything (laughs) to contribute to this question, but you've brought up a ton of thought, you know, items for myself that I'm going to go back and and have to reflect on. So, um, so in terms of actually trying to connect people with this theme, you know, especially the, you know some of those first timers that we see in workshops and um, people that might have just taken their assessment, I am kind of curious if there's a particular image or you know pop culture reference that you go to when you think about context or maybe starting to explain it to somebody that our listeners could could maybe benefit from. Is is there an image you'd like to share with us around this theme? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple that I really like and and do use when I'm coaching. But one for me that's maybe most relevant is the rearview mirror. You've probably seen it or heard of that before. But where you know you're using your mirrors to glance back and you know make sure something's not sneaking up into your blind spot. Um, but you're 98 percent, if not more, of your time is really focused on where you're going and moving forward. Where am I now? Where am I going? And so it's just that glance, but it's constant. You don't just glance once at the beginning of your trip and once at the end or here and there. It's it's just kind of all the time you're scanning, right? And it's it's to prevent things um, from tripping you in the future. And so, oh, there's someone in my blind spot. I'm not going to move into that lane. Um, and so that that one is one for me. Um, I think another one that that works is a frame. It's sort of like what's the frame for where I am right now? What goes around it? What came before mm. it? And, and kind of, you know, highlights it and lifts up what is the present, but there's something that goes around what happened now. We didn't just land here all of a sudden, you know, my connectedness would never allow for that. Um, And, and lastly, it's sort of a blueprint, right? The blueprints are important when we're building something because it's the foundation. If we don't have a solid blueprint to build from, we're going to have a disaster. And so it's going back to the blueprint and making sure things are solid there so that we can build and continue to, to build from there. So those are, those are a few that kind of resonate for me. Nice. Those are excellent. I love them. Um, Yeah. yeah, I've heard the blueprint one before, but I, I, I'm especially appreciative of your rearview mirror and, and again, the internal and it's so sort of unconscious, you know, it's, you're thinking about it, but you're not thinking about it, right? You, right? You're thinking, oh, I need to check to make sure, you know, nobody's going to rear end me or somebody's sitting in my blind spot, but then it's right back to, to the main focus. And um, what's interesting for me is it's that, it's that constant. I, I yeah. you know, I guess like I'm was thinking, you know, with context so low for me, you're looking back once at the beginning and then like on you go, um, now we're moving forward, but that constant, like kind of quick yeah. touchback right. um, is, is really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it really is. And it's subconscious too, right? And that's why I think so sure. often context is like, I don't do that, right? When they first, sure. when they first hear <laughs> yeah. that term and read right. about it, like, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't, you know what, if you asked me, um, do you look in your rearview mirror a lot when you drive? I might say, I don't know if I do. Yeah. But right. if I then went in my car and drove somewhere and paid attention to it, I would notice, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm constantly yeah. looking up and looking to the side. I'm just not aware of it, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Jen, do you have a, a good image that you like for, for this theme? I know yeah, it's, both, after, it's really after, low for both yeah, of us. It's, but. Low, it's, it's low. And so I always thought of it as, you know, like this history books, like being able to look back to see what's going on. Um, I've been watching Suits on Netflix. Um, and so right now I have the law archive, like in my mind, like they, you know, oh, okay. checking to see like where this case has been tried before and all the different ways it had been um tried and or or other cases that were tried and so like thinking in that context um as like pulling together all of the like past ways so that we can look at how we could maybe do it differently for the future maybe that's that's the one i'm pinning on right now nice the library Mm -hmm. awesome you 
Yeah, so I uh, I didn't have one coming into this episode, but as I've listened to a lot of Kitty's responses, I uh, I'm for some reason my mind is tapping into kind of my my family's military um, history. Mm -hmm. uh, um, both my my father and his father were both in the Air Force. And so I think of like Air Force or Navy pilots that will do touch and goes. So mm -hmm. if you don't land quite right, especially like aircraft carriers, if you don't get, you know, the, the distance just right, it's that touching down and then immediately hitting the, the burner, you know, the afterburners again and launching right back off. And so the way I'm connecting it to a lot of what um, you shared, Katie, is that it's that touching of the past, but you're not landing on the carrier and like try to take the, the aircraft carrier with you. Right. it's right. you know it's it's that. it's landing yeah. it's briefly yeah. touching down um yeah. and and then you know jumping right back into the future um so yeah that was just that's sort of a quick image that came to mind as yeah. as you were talking great yeah that's a good one. so i want to pull us into you know now that we lightened it up a little bit now i'm going to pull us back down so this <laughs> the, not back this down section, just forward forward this like section, no, i'm sorry 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 of course forward yeah so um right. in, instead of now thinking about ourselves and and yourself and how you use it i want you to think about your context theme and working with someone else who maybe has context or you know in the in the terms of um, when we think about others and how they can best interact with someone who has the context theme high, um, what advice would you maybe give to team leaders or, or even peers to help someone with context bring out their best contribution to the team? Like, what are some ways that you can kind of bolster them so that they feel, you know, free to, you know, really use that context theme? Yeah to its best. I, I think it's a really important theme to be, to be asking this question because it's not common. Mm -hmm. And so when you have really common themes, they tend to get taken care of just by the, the needs of the group, right? If you have a lot of achievers, well, those needs tend to be met. But when you have a context, yeah. you might have a team of 20 people in one context. And, you know, the needs of the group will trump the needs of, of one and you'll miss, mm -hmm. you'll miss what that one theme has to offer because that theme will tend to be silenced by the group. And so you're, sure. it's such a smart question, I think, to say, how do we honor each of the themes for context? It's that opportunity to invite, hey, you know, as you, as you think about where we've been with this, what's rising up for you? What's worked before? Um, have there been any trips that we want to be aware of? Uh, what, you know, what's rising up for you? And just provide that opportunity to share, especially maybe you're, you're, you're launching a project or you're visioning what's coming next. And I, oftentimes I think context will, will kind of go silent if it's had an experience of people sort of rolling their eyes at, oh gosh, here we go again, you know, <laughs> drip down memory sure. lane. <laughs> um, and so really inviting that context to be a part of the conversation and naming it as important. It's not the only thing that matters, but it's sure. one thing that can provide some, some great insights and it will light up that person because they no doubt have something that's rolling around for them that could be important. Oh, that's great. That's a great, great example and advice. Chad, did you have anything to add with that one? Well, I was just, I was wondering, um, again, this may be going back to the conversation we, we had at the summit or, or one of our other uh, engagements, but, you know, we've joked about your joked but also oh. use this example of your daughters of you know the who what yeah. when where why yeah um so i i would just offer or ask is that another way a leader could could sort of preface or preload somebody with mm. context to help them yeah kind of offer up their their mental you know as we've talked about this is kind of a an right. internal mental processing yeah toned theme um i'm just wondering if there's other ways that you can get uh, that context person to sort of engage with the conversation. So the who, what, when, where, why seems appropriate. Yeah. Are there any other questions that a leader could use to, to get that out on the table? Yeah, well, I think, I think you're absolutely right. Flipping it around on the flip side, um, how can you share the context that you have? I mean, nothing makes mm -hmm. me crazier than when somebody drops me into the middle of a situation and says, what do I do? And I go, I don't know, I have a million questions, right? Like, give yeah. me the backstory. 
Um, and okay. people who know me really well, especially other strengths focused people will be like, here's a little context for you. I mean, just lead with that. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so giving the context, giving a little backstory, instead of just dropping people with context into the middle is going to allow for them to, um, orient more quickly, get on board more quickly, tap into their own, you know, context. Uh, but you can really fill in the blanks for somebody because they likely are, are going to want a little bit more information in order to orient and then apply and contribute. So let me follow that up because you've introduced the idea of sort of preloading somebody with context with a ton of information. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is it is it more beneficial for the leader to, to say, you know, if, they, if they've got somebody on their, on their team that has context, would you uh, suggest more of a, like, what do you need to know kind of question or just dump everything on them and then let them figure out what they need to sort through? Uh, Where's the balance there? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record. It probably depends on, on who the person is, <laughs> right? And like, yeah. do they also yeah. have input? Do they also have, you know, what else, yeah. what else is going on yeah. for them? And I, and I, I posed know, a I, bit of a black and white question. So yeah. I just, that and, way, but I was just kind of curious, like, know, where's the, where's the spectrum on that? Yeah. And, and for me, frankly, I can get bored with the wrong information or too much information. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's, I think in terms of the cliff notes, um, you okay. know, I, I don't need the details. You don't have to go back to, well, the day I was born, you know, I, <laughs> I want the cliff notes and the important pieces that are going to help me fill it in. But remember that activator is, is looking for the right information, um, succinctly. And so for me, it would just be like, yeah, drop some bullets on me. Okay, Katie, here's, here's the quick, you know, the, the quick cliff notes. That's going to be great for me. I know that I have worked with some people that that's not what they're looking for. They really mm. want a deeper dive and maybe even some time to process and to think about, do some research of their yeah. own to bring to the, to the situation. So I can process pretty quickly. In fact, I think one of the things I do really well is scan, observe, and apply in, in the moment. So my adaptability, arranger, um, activator, allow me to context super, super fast. I can get up to speed. Mm very quickly and use that information in, you know, if I'm coaching or if I'm presenting, I'm always, okay, how am I going to connect with this group of people based on what I'm scanning and learning in the moment? So again, you know, someone else could be different. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm yeah. curious then if, if we have someone who is different and they are needing more information, maybe they are like, maybe don't have as many like fast themes as we're going to, as we're going to call them, like, like you just said, is the question why like do do you find you ask yourself or ask the question why often or is that does that not come into it as much you know i think for me it's all of them who what why when where how is is the whole totality of of the context right it's not just why Mm -hmm. because you could tell me why and i still still doesn't tell me anything about the past really it tells me why you want to do it right now unless you say well last time we blah 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 or you know this has worked before so I, I think for me, it's it's broader than just why. Um, that certainly is is a part of it, but there's more to even your experience of it. Like, mm-hmm. what is it that's informing you and in your experience that that's making you say this is what what we're gonna do? Um, I don't know. Did I answer the question? Yeah, sure you I did. did. Yeah. And, and I and I think it's, and I think it comes from my my belief. Like the why is really important to me. My belief yeah. and responsibility t- kind of tie together. And always yeah. want to know why we're doing something. If I don't have like a good reason, like yeah. I have other things I need to be responsible to. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where it came from for me. Um, sure. But it's one of those questions I know I ask a lot and tend to annoy people um <laughs> so so that's right. where i was going with the like asking you know we all we all have that chad yeah. with his learner you with yeah. your context and me with my my belief it's it's yeah. all in in those asking of questions so i, was I think curious. so and i think a question I, I that i hear myself ask a lot or or say mm-hmm. a lot is can you just tell me a little more about that or can oh. you give me a little backstory mm. um those are things i hear myself say often to you know friends family and clients sure fill me in a little bit. I, and then yeah. I'll even say, like, remember, I have context. You won't bore me because I yeah. think sometimes people worry, well, you don't, you don't want to know about all this. Well, actually, right. I, I kind of do want the cliff notes at least, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So it's interesting you brought that up because now I'm starting to hear sort of the, the question that the leaders or the, the, the peers need to be asking, which is they can give you the cliff notes, 
but then it's almost like the the second the last thing that they should say to you is okay now that i've given you that what else do you need to know what else? Yeah. and then yeah, and then i think that approaches that yeah, a question that. that i sort of bumbled it's into last time which is what 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 quantity of information do you need yeah. and obviously based on your answer um, and really think about it. It's, it is going to depend on those other themes and you know yeah. who the person is and what you're what you're actually engaging with. But right. I love that idea of okay, provide the person some cliff notes, then say okay, is that enough or do you need more? And if so, yeah. what what else can I fill in for you? So I think that's a yeah. a great set a of great follow up, a great recommendation too for the for the leaders and and um, and peers that are working with somebody. Um, yeah. Jen, did you have any other questions around, you know, helping leaders and peers engage with people that are are so blessed as our as our guests? You, you know, I will. I would love to hear, Katie. Um, sometimes we go we go to this one, and specifically because context is a quiet theme. It's not showy. It's not like you know a woo or an achiever or you know some of the other ones that you can see. Like you can spot it. You can put your finger on it and be like, oh, I I see this in you because context is something that isn't so visible and is a lot more internal. Yeah. How can we recognize you mm -hmm. for what you bring to the table with, with your context theme? What's, mm -hmm. what's like, if we're gonna recognize you, I'm hoping that that also might, you know, spur this in someone else who has context and be like, I would love to hear, you know, that, that type of recognition. What, yeah. what would that be for you? Yeah, you know, that's, a, that's such an interesting question. And, and to dice it down to that one theme is, is also kind of I know because I do have woo and I do have, you know, all these other things that compete for that stage. So, yes. um, but, you know, I think just acknowledging that the, the, the retrospective nature carries uh, something important. And especially if it's not a lens that I bring um, personally that I value when you do, I, I think it's a bit like empathy sometimes. Empathy has a bit of a, a fear around being coined as, oh, so emotional or, oh, you sure. know, and I think that can be true yeah. of anything. Yeah. Um, and, and context kind of gets nervous about, well, if I reference, if I reference an experience, are you going to be frustrated with me? And sure. so for me, what feels really good is when somebody says, wow, thanks for sharing that experience. Thanks mm -hmm. for, for bringing that to the table or bringing that onto our radar. Um, and just yeah. acknowledging that it can be helpful is kind of fills me up and makes me go, okay, Great. that I appreciate that. Thanks for letting me know that you, that it mattered in this moment because it does feel oftentimes like, and probably because it's sort of an isolated theme that's not as common, that it can feel frustrating to people and nobody wants to be that in a team, right? Right, right, yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing it. And, you know, I, th I think some of these quieter themes it's hard to be recognized and we all want that recognition. We, yeah. we you know, we want to hear like question. that we're doing a good job at what we're at, what we're doing and bringing, yeah, totally you know, benefits important. and, and, you know, something to the table yeah. and to not be recognized for all of those talents is, is hurtful. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, thank you so much for sharing, you know, a ways yeah. that we can, that we can bring that out in others. Thank yeah. you. I love that question. Yeah. Awesome. So Katie, um, as, as almost with all of our episodes, we could probably talk about this theme for, you know, another 12 hours if, if we really wanted to put our heads to it and, and yeah, go, yeah. you know, to the depths. I bet that, Katie's got some context for us. I'm, yeah, I'm sure she does. Absolutely. Some, some shared experiences. Yeah. Yes. Right? Um, exactly. But, but given that, you know, we know our, our listeners are busy people and, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I'd love to start to think about how to, how we can sort of wrap this up. So I'm just wondering if there might be um, maybe two or three key takeaways that you either want to reinforce reinforce from something you've already shared, or maybe a, a, a nugget that really didn't fit into any of our sort of more standard questions that we've we've tried to structure most of our episodes around. Yeah. Um, that um, might be really useful for our listeners, and one of the reasons one of the reasons we ask is that not only does it help it summarize the episode. Um, but mm -hmm. if we ever release sort of a quick short on this episode, mm -hmm. we'd love to yeah. like make sure to hit the real high points mm -hmm. and then maybe um, allow people to go deeper a little later. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering if you could help us wrap up the show. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great way to kind of summarize or even for me to kind of think back on our conversation. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah. Experience and, of the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. As I reflect back, um, you know, I, I think that. <laughs> In, in my general experience personally and in coaching others, 
I do think that there's a real um, misunderstanding around context, that context goes back and futuristic goes forward. Mm. I would say they are both forward thinking themes. One mm. touches back to move forward and the other is sort of visioning out ahead of, you know, of anyone else and, and sort of in a creative way. Both are powerful. Um, but to challenge this idea that that these are people that just live in the past, that just mm. want to go back, that just, you know, um, that's not been my experience of it. And so how do we look at it too as in some way future oriented, but back, backward touching or, you know, bringing in, I think is is one thing. Um, also that it is a very observant and curious uh, theme. And so you will, I think, see context people paying a lot of attention and asking a lot of questions and wanting to know. Um, and again, depending on what themes come around it, what they what they want context around or what their current situation is, is going to direct what they're looking for context on. But it's a sincere desire to know um, others, I think, um, to to bring a good experience, to make something better, um, you know, and, and again, in a forward looking, moving kind of, of way that I think gets can get missed because of the retrospective nature of it, right? Sure. Um, and yet it, it is uh, really, you know, forward, forward speaking, I think. So, I mean, those are, those are a couple of things that really uh, come to mind, I think, about just sort of what do I think is important, you know, um, and, and what can it bring to a team? Uh, and yeah, I think, I don't know if that answers the question well, but those are some of the things that rise up for me. Well, there are definitely things I'll be f focusing on as I, as I think about, you know, future clients that, that end up with, with context. So, really appreciate you offering um, those those two key highlights for this theme um, as, as we um, help others with this. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, we are essentially at the, at the end of the show. I really want to thank you for all the time. Um, you know, as we highlighted at the beginning, Jen and I do not come to this conversation with this theme anywhere near the vicinity of being able to talk about it sort of um, at a personal level. Uh, you know, right. we can, we obviously reach read off the the book references yeah. that Gallup uh, gives all us coaches, but that doesn't yeah. speak um, to the to the wonderful um, color and illustration that you've given to this uh, to this theme. So thank you very much yeah. for for spending your time with us and, and sharing your perspectives with our listeners. Um, so thank you for the opportunity. It's really fun. I yeah. Think what I found, if I can just say this quick, it you know as a coach, you don't always really. I'm always coaching with somebody, but to deep dive on a theme. I, it kind of what it said to me is I need to go back and do this for all of my themes. It was such a good practice to just go, yeah, who am I? And how would I talk about it? Even though I coach this every day. So thank you. And, um, and if that's one more thing people take away, maybe, Hey, go dig back in. If you haven't really gone deep for a while, cause I, I really did do some deep searching to just think about this thing. Yeah. Jen, Jen isn't this a, this isn't a thread that we've it. heard from some of the other coaches. We have. Um, yeah. That this and, is self-reflective. And I, I, I just like to build on it for just a second, which is to say that, you know, a lot of people approach us, at, at least I've had people approach me like, oh, well, I just want to learn about my themes. And then it's kind of a sort of a, a one and done kind of experience. Right. You know, oh, I've mm -hmm. taken the assessment. I know my themes. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. you need to constantly go back. And even as coaches and Katie, yeah. I, I really appreciate putting that um, out there and, and also being vulnerable with that of, you know, just because we're certified coaches doesn't mean we're not consistently trying to develop ourselves and better understand ourselves yeah. and go back and reflect of, okay, is this actually how I'm using the theme? So I, I really appreciate that because it, it should be an activity for not only us as coaches, but also for all the clients that we, that we touch in our work, um, that it's important to go back and continuously refine and reflect and, and repeat that cycle. Um, I, I know in just doing this, you know, we're almost through kind of our first season. It's taken us a little bit longer than Jen and I think <laughs> originally um, envisioned, but the whole, uh, this whole episode, this whole experience has led me to go back and look at some of my themes and, you know, really discover some of my six through 10 in the same sort of vein. So um, mm -hmm. I really appreciate you highlighting um, that again from an outside uh, perspective, because Jen and I have had this conversation a lot with, with other coaches that this is something that we all need to do. So thank yeah. you. Um, so thank and you we, both. And we don't get an opportunity really to like separate it, a theme from the others. You know, we are so used to seeing like, it's not, it's not in a silo. <laughs> we don't use it in a silo, but how does it work when, if we're really going to focus on that one theme, how does it work and what 
what is it pulling out what does you know like offend that theme you know i like to use that those words because i feel like when i'm angry or upset or frustrated about something it's because one of my themes got yeah. offended and you know the we don't get an opportunity as coaches i don't think to mm -hmm. talk about our themes a lot and especially right. on their own so yeah we yeah. i thank you so much because there's so many people who are new to talents and strengths and right. and aren't really sure what it looks like for them and like you said at the very beginning you didn't claim it at first like you didn't yeah. see it and turns out you're actually breathing it in yeah. every day you know yeah, doing it almost as often as you breathe and and yeah. sometimes that's it takes a while to find that so yeah thank you so much for, for reminding yeah. us all that we need to keep <laughs> digging in yeah, yeah. absolutely so, so so to that point i'm going to encourage all the all of our <laughs> listeners and our viewers uh you know jen and i put this um this webcast out on on each of our youtube channels and we we publish it to through acast as a podcast um, if you're reflecting on this episode or maybe even some of the other, of our previous episodes, um, we encourage you to join the conversation. Leave us a review. Leave us a comment. Um, share your perspectives on context, especially if you have it, because it's not one that is super prevalent in the general population, at least based on the on the general um, distribution that, that uh, Gallup has sometimes shared. Um, we want other perspectives. Uh, Katie has been a wonderful example, but we really encourage people to to engage with the conversation. So leave comments, uh, rate the episode, um, do all the things that make the the algorithm bots happy, and, <laughs> and can share this message with with more people. So um, uh, please please engage in the conversation. Yeah, and if you want to get in touch with with either Chad or or me or or Katie, you can find all of our information in the show notes. And so until next time, I'm Chad Ahern of Talent Teams Consulting, encouraging you to keep playing to your strengths. And I'm Jen Werner of Jen Werner Coaching, encouraging you to be uniquely you. <laughs>